time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing. This is Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. Good morning, Paul. Happy Monday, buddy. Happy Monday, Trevor. How are you? I'm doing great. It's August 28th, so this month is toast, gone. It's crazy. It flew by. Summer's over, man. Maybe we'll get uh, more news. Today was a little slow. Yeah. (laughs) A little slow, I must admit. Uh, Last week, after an effort on Monday and Tuesday to push gold below the 200-day moving average failed, the yellow dog springboarded from $1,917 per ounce to a high of 1951 before getting subjected to the quote-unquote Friday effect and was pushed down to 1932 before bouncing back up to 1940, where it settled for the week. That was up $25 from the previous week, ending close. The Mining Stock Journal noted that most of the run higher occurred on Wednesday in response to weak economic data released that day. Silver similarly rose last week, but it started to scream higher Monday evening when Australia opened global trading. Poor man's gold shot up from $22.81 per ounce to a high as $24.42 before fading a bit Friday and closing out the week at $24.24. The Mining Stock Journal commented that the aggressive effort to cap silver below $23 failed miserably once again. It added that not only did silver outperform gold last week, believe it or not, it also outperformed NVIDIA. The newsletter added that it believes silver has the potential for an explosive move this fall. The mining stocks rose along with the metals, closing a little over 4% higher for the week. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Western Copper and Gold. Western Copper and Gold is focused on developing the casino project in Canada's Yukon Territory. Casino consists of an impressive 11 billion pounds of copper and 21 million ounces of gold in an overall resource. Western Copper and Gold trades on the TSX and the NYSE American with WRN. Be sure to follow the company via their website at westerncopperandgold.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Hot Chili entered into a letter of intent with Bastion Minerals for an option to acquire 100% of the Cometa project near its Costa Fuego copper gold project in the Atacama region of Chile. Cometa consists of exploration and mining concessions covering 56 square kilometers, about 15 kilometers southeast of Costa Fuego's planned operating center. Hot Chili will have a 60-day exclusivity period for a $100,000 U.S. cash payment with a 30-month option which it can exercise for $2.4 million with an 18 months payable in cash or half stock in half cash. Interesting development down there. Hot Chili trades on the TSX and the ASX with HCH. Bastion Minerals trades on the ASX with BMO. Wolfton Resources said that the Maine Land Use Planning Commission set the date for a public hearing for its picket project rezoning application that will take place on October 16th. The 
final decision is expected within 90 days after the hearing. The application proposes to rezone a 374-acre parcel from a general management designation to planned development to allow for the permitting, construction, operation and reclamation of an underground metallic mineral mine. The proposed project is a 1,200-tonne per day underground mining operation to produce copper, lead, zinc and silver with a 10-15-year to 15 year mine life. Upon a favourable completion of the rezoning process, Wolfden plans to commence a feasibility study and a drill programme to convert inferred to indicated mineral resources. Wolfden previously withdrew its rezoning application in 2021, following opposition from Maine's planning department. Wolfden Resources trades on the TSXV under WLF. Newfound Gold published yet another news release this morning. They've been publishing a lot lately. This time sharing results from 36 diamond drill holes that were completed as part of a drill program designed to expand on the recently discovered K2 zone. That's located 725 meters north of Lotto and 2.2 kilometers north of Keats West on the west side of the Appleton Fault Zone. Gold intervals worthy of mentioning today is 198 grams per ton gold over 2 meters and hold 952. Another vein drilled in this campaign is the Stibnite vein, which returned multiple intervals of gold mineralization, along with significant amounts of Stibnite. It's an antimony-bearing sulfide mineral, as reflected in the antimony assay, resulting in 0.95% Stibnite over 12.95 meters in hole 1303, and 0.04% over 3.9 meters in hole 1391. This is the first time this mineral association has been observed at Queensway North. K2 currently spans a mineralized footprint of 410 meters long by 395 meters wide. Newfound Gold trades on the TSX Venture with NFG and on the NYSE American with NFGC. Goliath Resources reported the discovery of not one, not two, but three new mineralized zones consisting of sulfide-rich brecher, stockwork and veins in shear zones on the Icefields Claims blocks on its gold digger project in the Golden Triangle of British Columbia. Called Treasure Island, Metallica and Full Contact, they are all in an area where recent snowpack and glacial abetment zones provided newly exposed outcrop. All are drill-ready. Treasure Island has multiple shear-hosted polymetallic zones over a 500-meter-long trend. Mineralized zones are up to 20 meters wide, with sections of massive chalcopyrite and pyrite occupying shears. New Metallica has multiple oxidized quartz carbonate veins, stock works, and lenses identified with an altered andesite with 1 to 15% sulfides. Zones up to 4 meters wide contain pyrite with lesser chalcopyrite, sphalerite and galena over 300 meters by 400 meters. And the full contact discovery has a 1.3 kilometer long gosson discovered with multiple silicified zones, quartz veins and shears with pyrite with lesser arsenopyrite and sphalerite disseminated within silicified zones, concentrating in veins and fractures. Goliath Resources trades on the TSXV under GOT and on the OTCQB under GOTRF. Northern Graphite announced results of a new preliminary economic assessment that evaluated moving the processing plant for its Namibian operations located in Okarusu to the Okanjande mine rather than rehabilitating the mill in its current location. The PEA indicates that economics remain attractive under the new plan 
with higher capital costs but lower operating costs. In addition, greenhouse gas emissions are reduced, sustainability is improved, and the expansion potential of the project is substantially enhanced. The new PEA now shows an after-tax net present value of just over $70 million U.S. and an IRR of 36%. The PEA is based on only processing 6.1 million tons of measured and indicated resources, producing an average of 31,000 tons per year of concentrate over a 10-year mine life. Northern Graphite trades on the Venture with NGC and on the OTCQB with NGPHF. All right, that's a wrap here this morning on the morning briefing. Number of corporate updates uh, still yet from I recorded last week while on the ground there in Vancouver, so we'll get those out today. So I uh, look forward to airing those. Paul, have yourself a great day. Appreciate your help. You too, Trevor. Thanks very much. All right. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Commodity Network and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.